This is Unscripted, a podcast by St. Aldate's Church. Listen along as Simon Ponsonby encourages us to dig into Scripture in the midst of our everyday lives. So take a moment to recenter your attention and welcome the presence of God as we listen to these ancient words. Hello, Saints. Welcome back to Unscripted. We're in Ephesians chapter 4 and we're in verse 17. And yesterday, we were thinking about Paul's rather robust statement telling us, he says, insisting on it in the Lord, that we no longer live as the Gentiles do. We're going to be thinking about this in the next few thoughts and podcasts together. But underlying all of this is this truth, this reality that we as Christians, we as followers of Christ, we as disciples, we as those who have been united with Jesus, put our trust in him, who look to him as our Lord, who are co-joined with one another in the body of Christ under him, Jesus, who is the head, that there is something different about us. There is something distinct about us. There is something that marks us out as other. You must no longer live as the Gentiles do. Something in the way the Christian lives will look different than the way that the average non-Christian, when he talks about Gentile, he's, he's talking here uh, about those who are, uh, who are sort of corporately not the church. And we're to look different. We're to live different. There should be a marked difference in the church. And in particular, that difference will be seen in the area of our uh, approach to and practice of sexuality, our sex life. That's where we're going. Hold on to your hats. Paul is saying that the mark of those who are not Christians, in verse 19, he talks about them as giving way to every kind of sexual immorality. At the end of verse 19, he talks about a kind of uh, impurity with a continual lust for more. So in this one particular area of sex and sexual practice, Paul says that there is something distinct about the church. There should be something distinct about the Christian, that one of the marks that mark us out is our approach to our understanding of our practice of our sex. Paul talks about sexual immorality. And in the Old Testament, sexual immorality referred to all forms of sexual behavior and activity and intimacy that was outside of marriage. And there, marriage was understood to be between a man and a woman for life. So all the different forms, and in fact, 
the law of Moses lists numerous things. In fact, I didn't even know what some of these things, even some of these things even existed until I read about them in the law. But Moses is talking about the parameters for the expression and the enjoyment of sex. And according to the Old Testament, it was within marriage between a man and a woman for life. And everything outside of that was understood in this term of being immoral. Not that that, that makes it evil per se, but that it's just fallen outside of the parameters, the moral parameters that God said. Then Jesus reiterated, he underscored and he legitimated these things. Indeed, he intensified them by saying the very thoughts for these things, not just the actions, makes you guilty uh, uh, of sin. And then the early church, when the Gentiles, when those outside of Judaism accepted the faith, the only rules they gave to them uh, in following Jesus from the law was not to sacrifice to idols and not to practice sexual immorality. Immediately, there was to be a change in their lifestyle, a change in their ethic, a change in their sexual practice. Different. Difference. A difference that marks us out from those outside the church will be how we approach sex and sexual ethics. To many today, the sexual ethics of the church is ridiculous. It's a joke. People say, you cannot be serious. They say sex is a good thing, and indeed it is. God invented it. And they'll say, how can it be wrong to enjoy oneself and to uh, satisfy another? How can these things be wrong? They're natural impulses, natural urges. It's how we're made. It's biology. It's teleology. And who are you to tell us how we can and can't use our bodies? And yet that's exactly what God does do in Scripture through the Old Testament law, through the words of Jesus calling us to a moral purity, through uh, venerating marriage and uh, celebrating it as between one man and one woman for life. And that's what Paul here is underscoring. He's writing to those in Ephesus where there was the Diana cult, where often associated with um, the temple worship, pagan worship was uh, temple prostitution, where promiscuity was uh, widespread and liberal. And Paul is saying, when you're in Christ, when you join the church, that actually it's a new life, it's a new lifestyle, it's a different sexual ethic, you will be distinct and you will no longer look like and live like the Gentiles. <laughs> <laughs>